Amen. We're glad you guys are here today. And hey, th- today's kind of a, a, a marker for us as a church. We, we kind of celebrate our 12-year birthday today. How about that? We're sixth graders. We made it. We'll start shaving soon. Our voice will change pretty quickly. We, we still don't dance with girls at the dances, and the guys and girls are like, you know, against the wall, but, but we're growing up. Amen. I don't know if we have anything figured out here yet at 1910, but we're sure, sure having fun making mistakes. Awesome. Those of you that are watching online in the Turks and Caicos on the beautiful beaches of the Caribbean, it is a monsoon here in the hill country, but we're glad y'all are watching. And uh, don't forget to send your money into the church. Just kidding. I mean, yeah, I'm not kidding. You can send it, but... We're glad you guys are here today, man. You guys, worship is rich. Are we not blessed with the great worship team? And Amen. It's good. It's good. So glad you guys are here. And happy birthday, 1910. Hey, just real quick, round of, just a round of applause. How many of you have been with us for 12 years? Anybody? My, my wife and my daughters, they had to be. I've run everybody else off since the early days, but that's okay. But uh, it has been good. God's been faithful to us. Those songs that we sang today, yeah, I tell you, we can tell you story after story about God's faithfulness. We have seen God move mountains. We have. I mean, there have been days of a flooding of atriums. We've had trailers stolen before we set our equipment up for worship. We've had people vomit in atriums. We've had power outages. We, we've had people storm the stage. I would not encourage you to do that now because we have measures in place. <laughs> but we've seen God do so many incredible things. Can I just tell you, I gotta tell you one story real quick. You sitting down for this. All right. <laughs> Thanks, ma'am. Appreciate it. She laughed. Thank you so much. I just test people to see. Hey, the, last week in the third service, say third, third service. You guys know we do three of these, right? Some of y'all ought to check out 8.30 or 11.30, by the way, to create some space and just see. But last, last week in the third service, about the second song in, I'm just turning around kind of looking, and, and there was a gentleman walking in on crutches. And our worship team kind of helps him find a seat somewhere right over here. Charles, probably about right where you're sitting. I just wanna warn you right now that that's anointed right there because this man walked in on crutches and he walked out without crutches. Now... That wasn't because our worship team took them from him, that he had no need for them any longer, amen? Hey, listen, there's something. If you're new here at 1910 or just kind of checking us out today, I want you to know something, all right? We believe that the Holy Spirit of God is here and that he is more than able to do far more than we could ever dream of or imagine, amen? Come on, who wants the fullness of the Spirit today, right? And so we just believe that God is able. We've seen him move mountains, and we believe he'll do it again. He's never failed us yet, and oh, by the way, he never will. If we could rewrite that song, I would take out the word confidence and put Godfidence in there. We just have Godfidence that God is more than able. Amen? Ooh, that's not even a part of the sermon. You guys are in trouble today. Amen. Glad you guys are here. Next Sunday's going to be awesome. We're going to share some more stories and some directional moves that you can expect from 1910 Church these next 12 months. Our staff are going to be on the platform. I'm not going to preach a sermon next week. Is that not awesome? 
but we're gonna have a great time as the leadership team share with you. We call this Vision Day, so I hope that you'll come at about 12.45. Those of you that are members that have signed covenants with us, we wanna encourage you to stay as we enter into our business, once a year business conference and ask questions and adopt our budget, but it's just gonna be an incredible day next week. And if the party doesn't, party doesn't end after the third service of the business conference, next Sunday night, CD release party? Come on. Man, CD release party. It's gonna be great. I took one the other day, and it sounds good. And oh, by the way, anybody like vinyl? We've printed up a few vinyl, Tracy Brown. A few pieces of vinyl. That means records, you millennials and young people. You know, we used to listen to our music on something that spun it around and scratched it and all that, right? Amen. Praise Jesus for vinyl. It's gonna be awesome. Hey, I wanna continue in this series today entitled Relentless. This word relentless is our word for the year here at 1910 Church. And, and I normally cast that word out during Vision Day, which is next week, but, but I'm just, I'm like a fat kid in a candy store. I, I couldn't hold on to it. I'm so excited. And I, I kind of got a head start on it the last three weeks sharing with you about relentless. If something is relentless, it's nonstop. It's incessant, much like the rain we've had over the last 12 hours or so, right? It, it, it doesn't give up. Relentless things or relentless people, check this out, they always get their way. They don't give up. They, 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 they stay with it. Do you know anybody like that? There are some people that, that never, they have, I'm never gonna lose an argument, right? And they're relentless. They're always gonna continue to angles. And they, I think sometimes people, they don't even believe what they're saying, but they just wanna kind of get at you and under you, right? They're not gonna give up. Relentless, relentless. Listen, we have a God in heaven who's relentless. Did you know that? And he relentlessly pursues people. We know that the scripture says that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Do, do you realize that, that when, 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 when creation, when, when we were all jacked up, broken, and flawed, that God made a way for you and I to be restored? Do you understand that? See, he's relentless. And, and even though people turn their back and, and, and go against what his desire and plan is, and, and even though we think we've got it figured out and, and that we can do things because we're just good, right? No. God knew that we would need a savior. He knew that we would need someone to bring us back. So he relentlessly has pursued you. And I want someone to hear today, maybe you're watching online or you're in the house live. Listen, God's not giving up on you. And even though society may have written you off or said you'll never amount to anything, listen, God has a plan for you and he wants to see that come to be in your life. And he's gonna relentlessly stay after you. We've been the recipients of God's relentless love, haven't we? His grace and his mercy. Has God blessed anybody, been good to anybody in this house? Amen. So how can we then just sit on all of this that God's done for us? You see, I'm, I'm praying that we as a church would, would, would be relentless in our pursuit of those things that God pursues. You know, God pursues people. And what would happen if 1910 became relentless in their pursuit of all things kingdom-focused, people? 
initiatives, movements of the Holy Spirit. And so for the next 12 months, you're, 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 you're gonna hear us talk about the word relentless quite a bit. Now, for the last two weeks, and this is gonna be the third, we, we've been talking about three main areas that we as a staff since really March have been praying towards in relation to this word. And I kind of shared some things with you the last couple of weeks that you can count on here in 1910 that we're gonna be relentless in areas such as spiritual growth. Hey, we're, we, we are going to continue to challenge you daily, not just once a, once a, a week, but, but, but daily to, to, to grow in your faith. We, we, we want to see you go to, to a higher plane, the next level in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Is there anyone here that says, you know what? I've got it all figured out and I don't need to learn anything else. No, we're, we're, we're all pushing forward, right? Not that we have already obtained all these things, Paul would say, but we press on. We're gonna challenge you to grow spiritually. In fact, today, if you've not already done so, you're gonna see some, some what, who I believe are some of the most attractive people in our church wearing these gray t-shirts or black, they're heather, whatever, they're dark, and they say better together on them, okay? Th th these are people that have said, hey, we're gonna lead groups. We wanna give people an opportunity to grow, and so today, you're gonna to have an opportunity to find a group. We wanna encourage you to do so. There, there, there is no reason why somebody in this house does not grow spiritually. We're, we're creating so many opportunities for you to grow. We hope you find a group today. In fact, not hope. We want you to find your group today. You will find your group today. So I hope that you step out there and find that today. We talked last week about this idea we're gonna be relentless in community involvement we're going to be relentless. Listen, you know, where, where does God put lights? Dark places. Thank you. Thank you. Lights are placed in dark places. And we believe that God has planted us wherever he's planted us to shine his light. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket or a bush. Oh, no. I'm going to let it shine, right? Have you ever heard that song before? Come on, somebody. Um, but, but we believe that God is planning us. Listen, God, when he called us 12 years ago, he didn't say, hey, Jason, go start a church. He said, Jason, go influence the city. Influence the city. And that's what we're trying to do. And that's what God wants to do through you. So I, I've loved over the last few days seeing emails and getting texts and, and some of y'all just call and say, hey, man, God's giving me this vision, this dream for this. And, and I love what God is starting to stir in the hearts of his church Ways that we can be light in a dark, dark world on our streets, the schools we attend, in the social groups that we run with, in our homes, in the, in, in the workforce. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Even at Sonic, when you're bringing out that tray of tater tots, and praise God for tater tot delivery, people. Amen. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Y'all hadn't clapped over anything I said today, but you clap over tater tots. That's all right. Even where God has placed you, where that job that you hold, man, he wants to use you to be light for him. Amen? Well, today I want to unpack another area for you, and, 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 and let me just kind of lay the, the, the groundwork for it real quickly, because when, when, when I think of Jesus, and, and when I think of Jesus coming to earth, you know, Jesus came to earth to accomplish the will of his Father in heaven, Right? Many of you know scripture says that, 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 that Jesus says, I only do what I see my father doing, right? We know that there were endless times in which we find in scripture Jesus isolating himself or in a quiet, solid, 
solitary place and he's praying, seeking the will of his father, right? But, but, but Jesus's ultimate purpose was, was to do the will of his father and that ultimate destiny mean that he would, he would go to a cross and give his life away as a ransom for you and I, right? You guys understand ransom, right? Somebody pays, somebody gives something to set someone else free. Do you understand that that's what the blood of Jesus can do in your life? That the shed blood of Jesus Christ can set you free from your past and, and give you what scripture says is this abundant life, a life that is incredible, a life that is off the chain, right? But Jesus came to give his life as a ransom. I love that verse in Mark 10, 45, for even the son of man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. But listen, on his way to doing this, on his way to the cross, we, we know that Jesus taught. We know that Jesus performed miracles. We know that there were many ways in which Jesus demonstrated the love of the Father to thousands of people, right? And so as I was getting ready for, for, for today's message and, and, and even considering this verse, it, 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 I had this question. It, why did Jesus choose disciples, I mean, listen, do, can, can we all agree that, 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 that Jesus could have come and lived and he could have taught, he could have died, he, he could have been raised and gone back to heaven without anyone else's help? Do you believe that? I mean, he's God in the flesh. Did, did Jesus need anybody to do anything? Not necessarily. He didn't. So, so why would he choose these 12 disciples? Why would Jesus bother with 12 guys leaving their families behind and oftentimes arguing over who's the greatest in the kingdom? Well, why would he have these 12 guys who, who oftentimes would, would whine about their status and oftentimes ask a lot of frustra frustrating questions? You ever thought about that? Why would he choose these 12 disciples? And I have the answer for that question. You see, God's plan from the start has always been to involve others in the work of bringing people into the kingdom. God, God's always wanted to work through people. He's always wanted to use others, human beings, in order to bring other people into the kingdom of God. Dr. Gene Wilkes uh, demonstrates this Jesus principle. He wrote a book entitled Jesus on Leadership, and we've studied that here in, in, on different levels at 1910 Church. But I love this quote that Dr. Wilkes, Wilkes writes in his book. He says this, you will never be an effective leader until you include those you lead in what you do. It's interesting to me when I consider that quote and when I consider the model and, and the example that Jesus has set for us. It's interesting to me that, that, that there is no person in the Bible who comes to faith in Christ apart from the work of another human being. Just think about that. And I thought about even, even, even Saul of Tarsus. Even Saul of Tarsus, when, when he was confronted by, by the risen Christ on the road to Damascus, there, there was, he was sent to, to go and find another person who would tell him what to do. You read about that in Acts chapter 9. 
I mean, would you agree with me that Jesus could have told Saul what to do that day on the road to Damascus, but he didn't. You see, the, the, the spirit involved a man by the name of Ananias in the conversion of Saul. When you read the gospels and you read about Jesus and how he operated, you're gonna find that, that he seldom did ministry by himself. Listen, Jesus was Lord and master and he didn't really need anyone to help him out. He kind of had it figured out, don't you think? Yet no matter what he was doing, you're gonna find that he, he ministered with his disciples nearby. There, there were times in which, were, oftentimes you'd find that there were three in particular that, that would be with him wherever he went. You see, Jesus knew that by having his closest followers near him, he was, he was demonstrating and he was showing them that the best lessons come from the classroom of experience. And in the sense that, 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 that Jesus uh, he, he, he was all powerful and that, that he could do whatever he wanted to do, he didn't need a ministry team, but he built one anyway. He didn't have to have anyone help him except his father in heaven, right? But yet we find Jesus building a ministry, ministry team. Why? So that the mission would continue here on earth when he returned to the father. So today I wanna unpack something for you that we're gonna be relentless in here at 1910 Church. And it's in this area of developing leaders leader development. You know, there are a lot of reasons churches may not grow. There, there are a lot of factors that, that contribute to, to even poor church health. And I believe that one of the most common influences on both of those is in this area of, of leadership, right? Now, that's nothing new for you guys because, you know, you, you have me leading the charge around here. And so we're a little off anyway, aren't we? That's okay. That's all right. But, but I really believe something, that, that, that apart from the mighty work of the Holy Spirit within this thing called the church, uh, apart from that, would, would we agree that, that there is nothing that we can do on our own without the Spirit of God at work within us? Would we agree with that? Okay, so uh, apart from the mighty work of the Holy Spirit within this church, the health and growth of a church depends largely on the people and the leaders in the church. We're, we're, we're today giving people opportunity to sign up for groups here at 1910. And I remember in those early days, about two or three months into our existence, and we, we had our first group launch we had a whopping seven groups we were trying to fill. And man, I, we were like, I don't even know if we have seven people that know Jesus in this church, much less lead a group, you know? Back then, if you had a Bible and a pulse, we threw you in, man. You were good to go. You look like you're all right, good. Go lead a group. Just kidding. It wasn't that shallow. Um, but it was hard in those early days to find good, solid spiritual leadership. But we knew that in order for this thing to grow, we knew that God had big dreams and plans and, and things in store. But, 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 but God, we're praying that you would send other people who are eat up with you, who desire to see your kingdom advance, not concerned about building big attendance numbers, but to see a kingdom and a movement of God happen. 
That's what we long for because we understood that, 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 hey, the power and the spirit of God at work through more than one or two or 12 people, it, it's great if there were 120 or 500 to eat up with him, amen? And at work and on fire for him. The New Testament, you know, is filled with instruction, giving us what we as church leaders are, are supposed to be about. We, we know that one of the greatest callings on the church is, is to make disciples, right? But every now and then, as you read through the New Testament, you, you're going to see that there's also this focus on raising up church leaders. In, in particular, I love these words that, 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 that Paul tells Titus in Titus chapter one. He says, Titus, I left you on the island of Crete so that you could complete our work there. Why does he leave him? So that the work could continue. I've left you there to complete our work and appoint elders in each town as I instructed you. Then he goes on to describe what these elders should be like. He tells a young man by the name of Timothy in 2 Timothy, he says, you've heard me teach things that have been confirmed by many reliable witnesses. Now, Timothy, I want you to teach these truths to other trustworthy people. Why? So that they in turn will pass them on to others. Hey, can I just encourage you with something today? The truths that you hear in settings like this or in the life groups that you're gonna participate in or Man you or a Radiant Women's Group, do you understand those truths that you hear, you're to take those on and in, but you're to share those with other people. Isn't that crazy? That God would want us to tell other people? I thought it was just for me and my benefit, partially, but more importantly, it's so that you also can be a dispenser of the good news of Jesus Christ. Are you with me there? And as a pastor, I've come to realize that, 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 that one of the church's biggest problems, I, I like to actually, I like to use the word opportunities, right? Challenges are opportunities. I've seen you move mountains, God, and so I believe you're going to do this again. So it's it's not a problem. It's an opportunity for God to move. Are you picking up what I'm putting down? Okay, good. One of the biggest opportunities for us as the church is in this area of leadership development. Hey, can I just tell you that, in, that, that, that today, right now at 10.55 a.m., that there, there are ministries in our church that need to be led can I just tell you that right now at 10.55 a.m. that there are new ministries that, that, that God is waiting to start? And, and can I just tell you that right now at 10.56 a.m. now, there are leaders in this room and watching us online that need to use their spiritual gift of leadership. You're needed and you might be saying, I don't know, man. I don't know if I bring much to the table. Hey, David didn't either, did he? He was the youngest. He wasn't even present when the prophet showed up to anoint the next king, but he was the chosen one. He was the one that would face Goliath and lop his head off. Didn't we just sing a song about bringing the enemy's head in on a plate all bloodied and flowing down and stuff like that, something like that? That's what I thought of, though, Right? That's not what the song said. Somebody going, did we sing that? No, but anyway, the head of my enemy is something like that. I can't remember. Anyway, he would slay that giant. He was the one who also understood. Listen, you, 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 you might be sitting there thinking, man, I don't have much to bring to the table. But man, I'm telling you, God looks at you and sees great worth and value and potential. 
And there's so much that he wants to, to unleash through you. Man, as if the, these, these truths about ministries needing leadership now and new things on the horizon and unleashing potential, listen, as if that's not enough, then I read passages of scripture like Ephesians chapter four, verses 11 and 12, and they just challenge me as to what my role is as pastor of this church. Look what it says there. It says, these are the gifts that Christ gave to the church. He gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors, and the teachers. And then look what verse 12 says. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and to build up the church, the body of Christ. Hey, can I just tell you something? Let me unpack what that means for you and, and, and what that means for me. God does not call me the pastor or, or, or the church staff to do everything for everyone in this church. Now, some of y'all have a hard time with that. You do, because you grew up in a culture where, where the pastor in your church growing up had to be like a superhero. He had to be at every hospital visit. He had to be the one to deliver the casserole when someone was sick in the house. He, he was the only one that could pray anytime there was a prayer to be offered in the fellowship hall or at some, whatever, right? The pastor had to be the superhero. I'm just telling you, I can't be that for everybody. I shared this early on when we started as a church, and I'll never forget there's one individual in our church, and, and she said, well, I'm telling you what, if I'm in the hospital, I expect my pastor to be there. I said, all right, well, you're the exclusion, then I'll be there for you, right? But, uh, but we just expect, and the reality is that our pastor and our staff with these big dreams and directional moves and things that God has us, there is no way that we can accomplish everything. And so when I read Ephesians 4.12, it's encouraging and challenging to me. You see, God calls me to equip the members of this church to do the work of the ministry. We need you. Can I just tell you that? Remember the statement I made earlier that growing healthy churches, that people, it depends on the people in the church, the leadership in the church. I, I'm telling you, we're going to share vision next week with you, some incredible things. And here's what it's, it's going to require other leaders to get on board and help us accomplish it. Can't do it on our own. And you got my word. I'm going to bust it, man. I'm going to work hard, but man, I can't fulfill all that God wants to do in this house. My call and our staff's call is to, to encourage and equip volunteers and, and it's to develop leaders who, who can help oversee the works of the ministry. Hey, do you remember in Exodus chapter 18, Moses is leading the children of Israel. Scripture tells us that there, there are 600,000 fighting men. That doesn't count the women and children. And, and Scripture tells us that Moses finds himself in Exodus chapter 18, sitting daily on, on a throne and having to help people with their problems. And it says that morning till evening, that's what he did every day. The problem was he still wasn't getting all the work done. And so in Exodus 18, we read about Moses's father-in-law. Anybody know what Moses's father-in-law's name was? Jethro. Anybody here named Jethro. We need to bring that name back. That's a good name. You think of the Beverly Hillbillies. I know what you're thinking of right now. We need some more Jethro's. We, we, we got names like Canaan and Jagger. We need some Jethro's. 
Jethro was Moses' father-in-law, and he spoke wisdom into Moses and said, bro, listen, son-in-law, uh-uh. I don't know how you're getting this done. You're, in fact, you're not. And so can I just encourage you with something? You need some help here. You need to find some other people to help you lead these people and, and to help with decisions that need to be made and carry out the task that they're too great for one man to do. I think today, if you're watching us online or sitting here in the house, God is saying, hey, listen, I think God is saying we need some more Jethro's in the house. Or not Jethro's, but the word of Jethro to Moses. We need some more people to step up and to help and lead. There's so much more. And so that's been a challenge for me for months is, 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 is God, how can we unpack this in our staff? We've, been, we've been, been, been praying and seeking God. What does that look like in this house? So I wanna take just a few minutes, if I can, to kind of give you some things that you need to know what are happening now, but, but, but maybe even some things that you can expect as we move forward in this area. We're gonna be relentless when it comes to leadership development. I've already mentioned to you today our group's ministry. You know, our group's ministry, we've talked about it, is, 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 is an opportunity for you to find a group to connect with, to grow spiritually. And your group is gonna find ways to be connected in our community, to be salt and light where, where God is sending us, right? But do you also understand that one of the pillars of our group's ministry is to develop leaders? That's right. We, we, we wanna develop leaders, we want you to be in an environment where you're, you're studying the word of God and the Holy Spirit is showing up and, and bombarding you. And, and we want you to see that, that God's calling some of you to step out and lead. Some of you that are wearing these Better Together shirts today, listen, you need to be finding somebody that you can take that shirt off to and mean Joe Green it and give it to somebody else and say, it's your turn now. I just lost some of y'all with a mean Joe Green <laughs> illustration, didn't I? But, 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 but you're, you're to give that shirt away to somebody else that can step in and become a leader, right? Tonight, in fact, tonight in relation to leadership, we have an event here tonight that I just wanna invite all of you to. Pastor Jen's probably gonna be upset with me, but I'm gonna invite all of you to something we call Leadership Connect tonight, six o'clock in this house. And I just dare you to push yourself away from, from the football fest and that television set today and come tonight at six because in this room, you're gonna find that this place is gonna be filled up with people who are leaders in this house and you're gonna see the spirit of God at work in them and you're gonna hear them pray, plan, scheme, and dream together. And, 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 and I just want you to see what leadership's all about. You come tonight, just check it out. See what God wants to do in your life. In 1910, we're relentless when it comes to raising up um, church leaders. We have a ministry here in our, uh, uh, in our church called Leadership Academy. I don't know if you know this, but it's for, for students out of high school, college age years, that, 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 are, that are considering ministry experience or a ministry call in their lives. And for nine months, they meet with us as a staff. We give them hands-on ministry and theological training. They do missions work. We send them out in the community and tell them, sick them. We teach them what it means to work and lead in the church. And, and we just leave it up to God and see what happens. But we're raising up leaders. You know, we have a student ministry here at 1910 Church called The Hill. And yeah, and, and, and there's something crazy about this student ministry. They're not just concerned and, and, uh, about consuming enormous amounts of pepperoni pizza and consuming Mountain Dew. Our student pastors understand that, that in students' lives, grades six through 12, they're not the church of tomorrow. They're the church of the here and the now. And they're challenging students to lead even right now. 
So aside from what they do on a Wednesday night or the camps and retreats they go to, every Sunday night, our student pastors are training up your teenagers to be world changers right now in this church. They're rocking babies this morning. Some of them were helping park cars and drive the golf cart. You, you know who it was, the one that was on two wheels and go, woo! That was one of our kids, but that's okay. Um, but, but, but they're leading in our worship team because we understand that we're called to raise up leaders even as sixth graders and eighth graders. You know, most of the men that you read of in scripture were teenagers used by God. Can you imagine what God could do with a teenager, eat up with the spirit? Whoo! You know, that's why we have radiant ministry for women. We have a men's ministry around here called Man You. Our focus and our goal is to continue to, to challenge men and women and raise them up to unleash them to be leaders. And one of the greatest difficulties for, for Angie, our, our women's pastor, is, is every year about this time, whenever we're putting our women's groups together, there's, there's 225, 250 ladies that'll be in Bible studies starting in about a week and a half. And one of the greatest difficulties are always like, man, we need table leaders. We, we need ladies that will lead those groups. And it's always a struggle and a rub because it just seems like there's not many to choose from. Or we have dreams and aspirations in our men's ministry. We offer three weekly men opportunities right now, Wednesday morning, Wednesday night, Saturday morning, for men to get together. And we're constantly looking, hey, who are the dudes that are gonna rise up and be spiritual leaders, not only in their homes and in, 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 in their places of employment, but, 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 but also who, who can lead other men on the journey as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. You see, that's our goal through those ministries. You understand we have a prayer ministry here at 1910 Church? In fact, hey, ministry team, I want y'all to go ahead and come on up and stand right now. We're about to lock, uh, wrap this up and head out of here. You know, we have a prayer ministry here that, 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 that is always looking for people to, to, to train them and equip them when it comes to prayer. And you need to understand something about prayer here at 1910 Church. We believe in the power of it. And we're not just praying, God bless the food and God bless us with a good night's sleep. No, 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 we're praying, hey, I want that broken leg to be healed and for it to be able to operate right now. We're, we're praying is, hey, hey, fear, uh, -uh. God has not given us a spirit of fear. He's not. We're, we're, in fact, today, you, you, you might be here in this house and, and you need to know that you're gonna have an opportunity to come up and, and these warriors right here are gonna pray with you and encourage you with something that maybe is going on in your life. They don't know you yet, but, but, but you might come to Raleen out here today. And I'm telling you, the spirit is gonna work through Raleen to minister to somebody in this house today. They're gonna activate prayer and here and around our community. We lead, develop leaders in those areas. I could go on and talk about our, 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 our serving areas here at 1910. You know, we don't call volunteers volunteers here at 1910. We call them leaders because we, we believe that, 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 that when you're serving, you're leading. And if you ever wanna be more like Jesus, serve somebody. So park a car, brew a cup of coffee, use a mop, rock a preschooler, dance with an elementary age kid, lead a small group around here. You see what I'm saying? 
Some of y'all probably need to run to Connections today and sign up for one of those areas as well. We talk about our tech team, our creative departments, and how they're looking for people to operate cameras, take pictures, run slides, and sing or play a guitar. I'm, I'm looking for a tambourine player somewhere. We need more cowbell. That's what we're missing. That's what we're missing, Stuart. We're missing the cowbell, bro. Are you picking up what I'm putting down? We're gonna be relentless in developing leaders here at 1910 Church. We want you to be developed. Hey, would you stand with me this morning? And listen, don't miss this incredible truth. I'm about to empower you. I wanna speak a word over you today. You ready for this? You possess incredible God-given giftedness that needs to be unleashed in our world. Go. Do it develop that giftedness. We want to come alongside and breathe in to that calling on your life. We're going to give you opportunities to step out and lead ways that you can never think you could. I'm telling you, through Christ, you can do all things. Through the power of the Spirit at work within you, there is nothing that is impossible. And so we're gonna be relentless here at 1910 Church about developing leaders. For those of you watching online, I want you to get to the house as soon as you can because we wanna meet you and we wanna get you connected somehow. Why are we doing this? Because he's worth it. And the call that he has on this place is greater than one, two, 12, or 25, or 50 can handle. It's time for an army of God to rise up. It's time for us to run to the battle. Hands in the air, just receive this prayer today. Father, thank you for your word, for the challenge today. And Father, today we say, here am I, Lord. Send us. God, I'm praying that you would develop leaders in this house. Lord, I'm praying that they would step forward and say, God, I I, I don't know much. I, I don't... I don't know what I'm gonna do, but I just know that you're calling me. Hey guys, listen, obey the Spirit promptly. Obey the Spirit promptly. He's calling someone right now to step out, to serve. He's calling someone right now to step out and and embrace a new vision of ministry. He believes in you. And he's not gonna leave you alone, but his power is gonna work through you to do far more than you could ever dream or imagine. So God, thank you in advance for what's about to happen in this house. I wanna thank you for the groups that are about to be consumed with people hungry to grow. God, I wanna thank you for our areas of ministry in this house that are gonna have more than enough people leading as we advance your great name. It's all for your glory. In the name of Jesus, everybody said, thank you guys, you're dismissed.